For the week of October 2nd through October 8th, 2015, I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us here on Main Menu today. We hope you had a great week this past week, and we are hoping you will enjoy the show here today. We have two features for you today. The first is the feature that we promised to you would be on this week, and I am very pleased to have David Wilkinson from Comes Inc. on with me today, and we're going to be talking about the latest firmware release of BrailleSense software for all of the BrailleSense note takers, and you will get to hear all about the latest and greatest on that, and there are some pretty fantastic new features there. We're going to spend a little bit of time updating you on the latest things going on with Super Beetle, which is a 14-cell Braille display, also made by HIMS and was just released this summer. And there have been a few recent changes that uh, may make your experience even better than it has been in the couple or so months that the Smart Beetle has been out. We want to uh, let you know, just a listener note here, we had a couple or so uh, audio issues getting the interview between David Wilkinson and I recorded and we ended up having to go with the backup recording and so I apologize ahead of time there there is a bit of distortion in part of the recording but uh, we've tried to get as much of that out as possible and hopefully you'll get uh, all of the information on the interview and then let's get into real quickly a few things that happened this week in the technology field for those of you interested in JAWS 17, JAWS 17 Beta 2 came out on September 30th. You can pick up the latest beta from the link to the beta page at the Freedom Scientific main webpage. You'll find about halfway down the page a link to get you to the beta page where you can pick up the beta 2 and make any comments about beta 1 that you want and also if you've been testing beta 2 be sure you go back there and give them any comments that you have about beta 2. Also this week as you know last week Microsoft introduced the latest in Office for Windows and that was Office 2016 and about Tuesday of this week they announced that if you are using a copy of Office 365 that you can get your free upgrade to Office 2016 from Office 2013 simply by going to the web page and signing in and choosing to install the update and it is free there's no extra charge for it it's part of your subscription to Office 365 and it will simply install it right over the office that you already had there no need to to delete the old office it'll install office 2016 right over that those of you who have ios 9.0 on your iDevice if you weren't aware of it there have been a couple of update releases to correct some bugs in uh, ios 9.0 
there was an iOS 9.01 and a 9.02. So if you don't have those, you may want to go out and make sure you get those because they do correct some fairly serious bugs that were in the original iOS 9.0 when it was released. That's the new things that we know about this week in the technology field. We're going to go ahead now and get into this week's presentation and hope that you get a lot of valuable information out of what we have for you today. We are currently looking for listeners who are willing to review any type of accessible technology for us here on Main Menu. If you are interested in doing a review of a product that you own, or an interview with its vendor, then please contact us and let us know what you're interested in doing. Before you begin to record a segment, it is important to contact us so that we can ensure that it hasn't already been covered on our program. To get in contact with us, please send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know what demonstration or interview you would like to do. Once you have completed your recording, please again send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know how we might get the file from you and if it will need any further editing. We can get files from you in any method such as SenseBase or Dropbox, any way that works for you. Once we receive your file, we will let you know when it will be aired on Main Menu. Presentations from our listeners are always interesting and well received by the rest of the listeners, so if this interests you, please get in touch with us. Thank you for your interest, and we look forward to hearing from you on the show very soon. I am very happy to have with me back with me today on Main Menu, Mr. David Wilkinson from Hymns Inc. And David is going to be talking to us about the newest, latest, and greatest with Braille Sense and maybe even a little something extra. Who knows? Uh, so welcome back, David. It's great to be here. And yes, we will have a little bit of extra for you. We've got a few bonuses tossed in just for good measure. Uh, but we'll primarily be talking about the Sense 8.5 firmware, uh, which we released a couple of weeks ago. And I guess before getting into the Sense uh, 8.5 firmware, uh, I want to make sure that people know how to update their Braille Sense to the Sense 8.5 firmware. So we're going to take you through those couple of steps because it's insanely easy. All you have to do is press uh, from anywhere on your Braille Sense, press F1, or if you're using a uh, query unit, press the, the Windows key. File Manager F. And from the Start menu, when it says File Manager, you press U for Upgrade. Calculator C. And that actually you're pressing U for Utilities, and it takes you to the calculator, which is the first uh, object in the Utilities menu. And we're going to press U again. So again, since I bungled the instructions, you, you go to the File Manager, and then you press U, followed by a second U. Upgrade online. And you press Enter to upgrade online. And if you are connected to a Wi-Fi network, and if you have your BrailleSense plugged in, we will do the rest. So it's insanely easy to up, uh, to update your Braille Sense. One simple, real easy question: Which Braille Senses will it uh, upgrade? It will upgrade them all to varying degrees. Uh, this evening, to make sure that there are there are features in here for all of the units. Um, 
there are some features that are unit specific. I will try to point that out as I go along. To be really honest, I forget the Braille Sense and Braille on uh, uh, the Braille Sense Plus and the Braille Sense on hand are getting a little older, so not all the features work. I know our PowerPoint thing does not work on the Braille Sense Plus and the Braille Sense on hand, or at least I don't think it does. Uh, which is one of the cooler features of this update. It is a rare occasion where we have a, a feature that is totally catering towards our sightling friends. Um, we have supported. Uh, <laughs> We have supported PowerPoint. We've supported you and I being able to read PowerPoint files on our note takers for a long time. Um, but we took it a step further because it's kind of obnoxious and a pain when you're presenting a PowerPoint to have to hook the Braille Sense up to a computer, use it as a Braille display, use your screen reader, go through the computer, blah, 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 blah. So now what we can do is if you plug a VGA monitor or an overhead projector into the back of your Braille Sense, and if you load up a PowerPoint, and if you have word view set to on, which is a setting in your uh, word processor, we will show the actual images to your sightling friends that are in the PowerPoints. So if you have pretty little pictures in your PowerPoints, that's what's going to pop up on the overhead. If you have text on the slide, that's going to pop up too. The only thing that we don't support are things like animations. We're good, but we're not that good. But it's really cool now when I'm doing a PowerPoint just to be able to plug the Braille Sense into an overhead projector and have all of my presentation, the pictures, the graphs, the charts, all that stuff right there for the visual people to see. So that's one of the things that we're super proud of, but it's kind of funny to talk about because I can't show you because you and I can't see it. So trust me. <laughs> well, I keep looking okay. at the screen. Like, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> David, that's exactly what's there. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of other really neat features that we have, and I'm going in no particular order, and I am bound to leave a few things out. Um, if I go to, oh, be quiet. If I go to my file manager, file manager, there are a couple new things when I scroll down through the menus now. If I scroll down, I see word processor, word processor W, and then if I keep scrolling down, document reader A, I see document reader, and this is new, and this does a number of different things. Uh, First of all, anything that it opens is read-only. So whether you're opening a BRL, a BRF, a Word file, uh, HTML, PDF, TXT, you name it, any format, it's going to open the document as read-only. But what it also does is it lets you have some markups that sort of that approximate DAISY markups. So it, it will support things like headings and HTML files. Uh, you can have bookmarks, you can have lists of marks, um, you can have the document reader set to automatically turn speech on and start to read to you when you open a document. It's designed to try to give sort of a daisy or a, a daisy reader feel to other documents that aren't daisy documents. What I've, what I've been using it for, for the most part, is for the read-only function, because I'm always opening a book when I'm on a plane and hitting the space bar and inserting extraneous characters into the pages that the authors probably don't want there. <laughs> but it's been really cool to play with. But if I keep going down, we have a couple of other things that are new. Email. Email. We know about email. Media. Media. Actually, there's something really cool in the media. Um, in media sort of hidden away uh, in the media player. If I go ahead and hit enter on the media, media player, uh, menu, and then I hit enter on the media player, nothing new and exciting so far. Title, there are no items However, if I go into the menus here in the media player, 
And if I scroll up one, I get to web radio. So if I press enter here, I get all kinds of options. Channel list L, comment dialogue, enter C. Web radio channel dialogue box. Channel lock FM 17. And so now it has my favorites, uh, some radio stations that I've already added. Uh, I can go into my menus and have it look up by categories. So we've added a really a, a quite extensive uh, web radio offering on our, our uh, Braille Sense. Now, which, um, which search are you using? Or, um, you know, the or truth of the matter is I have absolutely no idea. They don't tell oh, me right such things. Okay. And here we have um, playing 107 from wherever I loaded this from. I'm a sports radio person, and you can tell by the fact that they're talking about game ready. We're going to go ahead and exit that bad boy. Um, so anyway, that's j just an example of what you could do with our web radio. We support a wide variety of formats. Um, it is worth noting that in order to, be, to get a channel to play, you ha once you find it, you have to add it to your favorites and then go into your favorites, and uh, it'll play from there. Uh, but don't forget, you've got all kinds of effects that you can add uh, in your media player, so you can add echoes and reverbs and all kinds of cool stuff. So, wow. Yeah, so you've got all kinds of neat things you can do there. But if we keep going down our main menu, oops, I passed it. Ooh, library services. What could be hidden here? We've already had the Bookshare download that we had before. But if you keep going down, we're going to get to something new. Online Daisy download. That's for some of our. That's for our Canadian friends and Australian friends and other friends around the world. So we keep going. NLS download, this really rocks. Um, the NLS download will let you download BRF files. It'll let you download talk, uh, talking book files. It will automatically unzip them. You can download your favorite magazines. So it operates very much like your Bookshare search that we've had for a long time. Mm. Now, question for you. Because <laughs> I remember the, when this question when it came up back in the early Bard days. And everybody was, oh, well, when we download a Braille file, how do we Wait have on. to set the Braille on our iPhone? So uh, um, would it be the same with, with the Braille sense? You'd need to turn off contracted Braille when you're reading a Braille file from NLS? No, because when it sees the, the extension BRF, we assume that it's a, a Braille file, and we just go dot for dot. So there's no need to turn okay. off any, any translation. Okay, so you don't have to turn it off. It just does it automatically. Right. One of, awesome. the, one of the really neat things about the Braille Sense is that it does a lot of things automatically. We automatically translate Braille files to text when you leave the word processor. We automatically translate word files into Braille when you open a word file so you can write in contracted Braille, and then we translate them back into word files, um, you know, when you're... Uh, when, when, when you leave the word processor, we're putting it back. We, we do a lot of the, the, under the, the, the under the hood stuff for you. That's part of what makes the Braille Sense unique. Right. But just to give you a little bit of a sample of uh, what we can do here with the library services, um, I'm going to go ahead and Wait, press uh, enter on, uh, on NLS download. Log it. And it's going to log. 
And so it already had my username and password uh, stored, so I could down, I could in the database I could look for all files, Braille, Braille files, audio, audio files, Braille. and now we're back around to all. We'll hit enter. Select search mode. Word. And again, now I've got a menu. I could search by word. List. I could search by various lists. Word. So list. if I hit enter on list. Select list category. Recent list. So now I've got all the the you know all the the lists that we've known to appreciate from Bard recents. Most popular list. Magazine list. My wish list. Recent list. Most popular list. Let's get so something say. from the most popular. It doesn't have um, my subject. Uh, it does not have my subject yet. We're okay. working on it. Okay. This is our first time out. Okay. <laughs> now it's building my list of most popular. I'm watching the Braille cells march across. We are going to suffer from the fact that we are having, we are at the hotel with very slow Wi-Fi. Select search mode list. So we're going to go ahead and enter on search list. Select list category, recent list. And we're going to search by recent editions. And we'll see what we can find here. I'm watching the uh, cells march across the Braille display. And uh, it'll pull up a list of books that have... World's Greatest Hits of the 40s, 50s, the jazz era, 1940, 1959, vocal and keyboard, transcribed to music rail by side rail services built in Los Angeles, California, 1-250. Now that's pretty cool. The Bright's House 2-250. Two, 2 across 3-250. The Boy in the Black Suit 4-250. Now I have no idea what the Boy in the Black Suit is, so if I want to tab over... Next, enter in. Download. Add to my wish list, enter A, detailed information, enter I, comment dialogue. I can go in on detailed information to see what this is about. Detailed information dialogue box. Title, The Boy in the Black Suit. Author, Reynolds, Jason. Annotation, soon after his mother's death, Matt takes a job at a funeral home in his tough Brooklyn neighborhood. While attending and assisting with funerals, Matt begins to accept her death and his responsibilities as a man. Some strong language for senior high and older readers, 2015. Well, I'm happy that I'm senior high and older readers. Uh, if I did want to download this book, I could just hit tab. Detail information, login settings, option settings, select file format, select search mode, list, select list category, recent list. Search. Oh, where'd I go with my There we go. So now if I wanted to download this bad boy, I just hit enter on, on the book, and I would download it. It would go into my downloads folder, which is changeable, and it'll unzip it for me. So you've got all the features that were available in your, in, in your Bookshare search. Sounds good. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So now does it, so then you can tell it what folder you want to go to, or is it, you set that up ahead of time? I can set that up in my options, um, okay. so I can always tab over to my options. Next, enter in, download, add to my wish list, enter detail information, login settings, enter L, comment dialogue, option settings, enter O. So if I go into my option settings. Option settings dialog box, auto and zip, on. Auto and zip, in this case I have on. Off, on, default download path, flash disk download. So here's where I could change the folder, and I could put this, it's automatically set okay. for downloads, but I could put it into whatever folder I wanted from here. Sure, okay. So okay. we're, we're going to give you, you know, you could even put it, have it automatically go to your, your SD card, your USB drive, you name it. We don't care. Send the book wherever you want. Okay. That's our motto. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of other really cool things that are in the file manager now. File manager, F. When I go into my, and now if I actually enter the file manager program, I backed out and went to the flash disk, and I'm going to hit enter. And now, one of the things that we've wanted for, I've wanted for a long time, I've been able to search for files. That's great. But uh, 
what I really want and what I miss from the old Braille and Speak and Braille Lite days is the ability to, set, to search for text within a file. So now I've got probably a few thousand files on my Braille Sense. And if I press backspace C, text device. I can type in text here and I can have it search all of my files and all of my folders on my flash disk or I can have it not search in subfolders so I can go into a specific folder. Um, but here, if I type in, um, we'll type in garage, it's bound to be here somewhere. And I'll, now I've got a few options here. If I tab, match case, yes. Uh, match case, which of course is going to be yes or no. Search file type text files one five. And here I can search within text files, braille files two five, braille files, MS Word files three five. So, and the, the, the reason that we have this divided out this way is that if you happen to know what type of file format you're looking for, it's going to make it the, the process that much faster for searching. Sure. But, if, but if you right. don't know what file format you're looking for, then look through all your files. That's fine. Searching. And so now I hit enter and it's searching my Braille sense for all of the files that have garage. It's still going to take it a little bit of time uh, because it's searching through literally probably a couple thousand files. But it's a really neat feature uh, that we've, of course, had on our PCs and Macs for a while. Uh, but now we can actually go through and search for text strings and just have it go through all of our files. And what it will do is it'll show you the path of the file, and then you just hit enter on the path of the file, and it takes you directly to that file. Okay. So that's kind of a neat thing that we've got going here. Let's hope that it finds Garage soon. Should have probably looked for something that was more obvious. I know Garage is in here, though. At least I think it is. What do I know? I probably just froze it. Come on, bud. It's going to be in the next or the last file. Here we go. Running bit. In, okay, so it took a bit, of, but here we have uh, running distances and times. So here we have just a list of files that have garage in it. Um, and if I hit enter, no wonder it took it a while. When it, it's also looking through, it, it's looking through a bunch of old emails that I had saved. Um, and I was doing maintenance on my garage, so it'll appear all over the place. Backup. Eric's new list.txt. Flash disk by document 37. <laughs> Eric's new list. Eric is my, my handyman guy who's always doing work, and the garage is always part of it. So anyway, we've got <laughs> several different files that have garage in it. But you can get to that through, uh, by, by pressing backspace C. Uh, and if you're inside of a folder, you can tell it to search in subfolders or not search in subfolders. Uh, so you can have it search as much or as little of uh, your flash disk or your thumb drive as you want. Okay. Uh oh, are you still there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, a couple of other things that we do have. Uh, added on here we have the ability we people have wanted the ability to uh be able to save entire uh calculations the, the calculation and the result and we can now do that and we will put it into your preferred math grade so that if you are writing in ueb math and, and you put it into a file where you're writing in ueb math it'll put it as ueb if you're writing in nimeth on the calculator and put it into uh, the word processor with Nimeth. It's going to save it as a Nimeth file, so it makes it that much easier for students to show their work. So that's pretty cool, because um, we're all about having people save uh, as much of their work as they can. Yep. And let's see, now I'm just blatantly looking through uh, our 
menus, uh, our, our release notes to see what else we've got on here. Uh, we do have the ability to insert page breaks, which we haven't had in the past, which is one of those about time features. Um, we did also we added a nice feature to the macro editor where you can now insert pauses into your macro so that if you have a macro that involves going out to the web it will wait for a given period of time before it actually executes a keystroke that makes it that much easier to write macros that involve login screens or going out to the internet oh that's good yeah uh, we do have the ability to save uh, marks in files other than HB, uh, our HBL files, so you can put marks in TXT, BRF, and everything else. Uh, so that's always a good thing. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? We've already covered the PowerPoint bit, which is really nice. Uh, and again, what with, the, with, the, uh, with the Nemeth, with the Nemeth things, um, are you able to do a lot of this new, the new STEM type of things with, with uh, the uh, current release there? We are. Here, here's the, the, the pluses and minuses of a lot of your STEM subjects with, with note takers. I don't think anyone who's worth their weight in salt is saying that you're going to primarily use a one-line Braille display to do a lot of complex science and math. Uh, right, right. They're, they're spatial concepts. You want to be able to have them shown on paper. What we are saying is that this gives you an opportunity to show your work after you've done it on paper to take some time, write it out on the Braille sense that you can turn it into your teacher now, uh, you know, put it in a Dropbox folder, send it to them, whatever. And when the teacher gets that assignment and opens it, they're going to see normal math. They're not going to that, see... Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, we're, they're, they're going to see normal math. They're going to see the square root symbol instead of st seeing SQT. They're going to see fractions instead of open frac, closed frac. They're going to see this, the symbols for a triangle or, you know, a, a line that runs into infinity uh, or a circle or a diameter or a radius or whatever it is. We, what we don't want teachers to have to do is learn a language that is specific to our device for grading papers. Right. That doesn't seem fair to the students and the teachers just flat out aren't going to do it. Right, and that's kind of what I was curious if you, uh, if you could do, and I couldn't remember whether you could or not. We certainly can. If you save your file as a Microsoft Word file, when the teacher opens it up on their computer, it is going to show up as ordinary math, just like any other students. The teacher can then write comments in that file. They save that file as a rich text file, and you open it up on your Braille sense, and you can read their comments back. Okay. So, so you can totally eliminate the need for a transcriber and getting data back and forth. Okay. That sounds awesome. It really it's it it just levels the playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now I sit here as I think about that, and I think about and when I was in graduate school and took a uh, it's it's stat class, educational statistics class, and I think about. Some of the stuff in there, and I think, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine doing that on a, on a, you know, on a, on a real sense. It's just like, wow, have we come always? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the few classes that, you know, as a graduate student, you're, you're, you're praying you can do well enough to get a C and at least pass the class. <laughs> that's, that's about right. <laughs> Now one, of, now, one of the things that we've had uh, 
this is probably a weak segue, but when you're doing all this math, you're going to be emailing it to your teachers probably, or that's one way of doing it. And we've upgraded our email service substantially. For one thing, we've added a trash folder, which is about time. It, it, it's probably not a great segue, but you're going to be emailing a lot of this information to your teachers when you're finishing doing on your, all your math on your Braille Sense. And so we've dramatically enhanced our email capabilities. Uh, we've added a trash folder. So now if, if you're like me and you accidentally delete emails, we have a trash folder for them. We've added the ability to attach the email that you're writing as an email uh, when you're writing. You could, so I could send you, David, an email and have another email as an attachment so that if I'm reading a message that I think might be of interest to you, instead of forwarding it where you get all those little, what is it, the greater than or less than signs, I could attach that, that email and it'll clear out all those little greater than signs for you. Oh, good. Yeah. And even better, we have the ability to fill in a lot of your prompts when you're setting up an account now. So that if you're setting up something like a Gmail account, we can fill in a lot of that information for you, uh, just like you're getting, you're having happen on your computer. Mm -hmm. And is it now? Is it able to do either pop or uh, or? Um, we're we're doing IMAP? we're doing we're doing pop and IMAP. Okay. Um. And we, we, we've supported POP and IMAP for a while. So, and, and the other thing that to remind people that you can do, that I remember I used to run into trouble with other products, if you're trying to open an email address that is going to have things like links in it, don't forget you can open that email as essentially in our web browser by using Backspace O when you're sitting on that email. It'll open the email, and then you can activate links within that email, and it'll take you out onto the web, and it, you know. So then your email just becomes a, a, a you know a document with hyperlinks in it. Okay, okay, okay. That and that's something that sometimes is even difficult to to get a computer to, to do. Sometimes. Yes, it is. And one of the places you might want to go on the net, I'm finding all kinds of really bad segues, but it's working. Uh, we've had our YouTube app for a long time, but now we give you the option of either downloading the audio from your YouTube files that you're going to, or just streaming them. So you're getting the option now of just downloading uh, YouTube files instead of just having to listen to them. And so if, um, you know, like I know Hims does a, a number of webinars from time to time. So if you had the link to one of those, could you listen to it on, on your BrailleSense? Absolutely. Awesome. You could listen to everything from the BrailleSense webinars to fans raving about Taylor Swift and everything in between. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of everything in between. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so... Um, uh, uh, is that is that and so that actually when something like that starts then it's actually your multimedia is getting involved with it too then your media player and so that's right that's right awesome okay and we and not only not and not only you can get to YouTube from our our, our YouTube app but also if you're if you're a tweet if you're a Twitter fan and someone tweets out uh you know something about YouTube, and they have a link to it. Then you can automatically go into YouTube from there, so that you can go from Twitter. And I'm talking about things that I don't actually ordinarily do. So if I screw this up, but if someone has a tweet that has a link, you know, or, or a link to a YouTube yeah. video or whatever, then you, it'll open in our YouTube app. Okay. Okay. 
that also works in uh, Facebook so that you can uh, open the media player or YouTube within uh, posts from Facebook. Okay. Now, what about... Um, you, you might know I'd come up with a, with, with a, com- a sort of complicated one. How about for those people using LinkedIn and they get a they get a, an email for from somebody that wants to um, follow them, and you have the accept link or the ignore link. Is that going to work with LinkedIn? You think? Or I would hope that it would if you opened that email as in, in the internet browser by hitting backspace O. I cannot, say, I cannot say I have tried it. I have resisted. I am a social media moron. Um, I begrudgingly do Facebook every once in a while. I think I have two followers on Twitter, and I've steadfastly refused to get a LinkedIn account. So. Well, see, see, now I went the other direction. I've got about five, 600 followers on Twitter and eight, 900 on LinkedIn, but I don't... I don't uh, know what Facebook is. Well, the the the, only, the biggest thing that I use Facebook for, well, one, I set up an account to prove that it could be done years and years ago. Somebody wanted to know if it was accessible and there was a possible sale involved. So, of course, I'm like, oh, I'll set up a Facebook account. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> when I run, I'll, I'll post pictures sometimes of races that I'm in and not have to send them to a bunch of people at once. And that's about my the entirety of my social media. So, um, you have some other things I believe that were in this one I'm trying to remember in this release I'm trying to remember let's uh, see we, we 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 did some updating on our daisy player so that we do a better job of displaying headings um, let's see I'm looking to see what we've got here to see what I've missed so far so so oh yeah I know what I, one of the things I wanted to ask you on the document reader now what all kinds of documents can you read with that Virtually anything except for DAISY files. And DAISY files, obviously, because you've got 8 zillion documents and you're going to use the, 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 the DAISY reader for them. Um, this is a good time to, to remind people just of some things that we've done in past updates. Don't forget that you, speaking of DAISY, that you can record in DAISY on the Braille Sense, uh, which is a really neat feature if you're doing a lot of recording in class notes. You can insert headings and your your class notes as you're recording them to jump back so that you you can skip all the boring stuff and go right to the important stuff uh so don't forget just sort of a blast from the past from one of our recent updates that you can record in daisy on these guys now oh speaking of daisy um i got an email this morning from someone and he said oh here's the second edition of my book and you can take the link in this message to um down, uh, download your your EPUB copy of this of my book. Is that going to work? Is that going to be played through the Daisy Player or the document? That that's player? that's that will probably still go through the Daisy Reader. I'll need to okay. actually open an EPUB to make to, to make sure of that. But in previous iterations of the Braille Sense, that's how we've handled it. Okay, okay. I think it's really kind of neat though that we can read EPUB now. EPUB files. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Because there's so much stuff done in EPUB and more that's really kind of fantastic to think you can do that. 
I'm obsessed with macros, so I'm going to double back to them for a second. We also have a repeat macro function, so you can tell it to execute a macro, you know, 247 times. So that if uh, now I used to use a feature like that for uh, for going through documents and removing, you know, extra spacing and all that kind of stuff. I'm a I'm a big macro person. I have macros for everything from opening up a document and having my name and today's date and whatever the subject line is to when I'm using GPS programs, I have a macro that automatically sets my home address. Um, but I like having, I'm glad we've continued to develop the macro editing program so that now we've got a, a, a repeat function as well. In our calculator, we have the ability uh, to write now in computer braille, Nimeth, and UEB. Uh, so we've added complete UEB support for math in our calculator, and then also we support it in our word processor. So uh, we, we the, the, in, in our continuing efforts to, uh, to stay ahead of the game. Let's see, what else did we do? I have no idea what else we did. Um, Can you read braille music on, on, on the uh, braille sense? It's a hard question to answer. Yes. I mean, if it's a BRF, it's just going to save dot for dot, and it's not going to care. Okay. If it's not a BRF, okay. it's going to be iffy. But if it's a BRF file, okay. absolutely. Okay. Okay. It's something that's not necessarily an update thing, but that we're really excited about that's new at HIMS. Um, oh, here's something really cool. We added the UK TTS um, under the languages option. So you can make your, your Braille sense sound all British. And I have not done that, I'm sad to say. We're actually going to try it out. Language, L, U.S. English, voice, V, R, language, L, U.S. Spanish, French, German, Italian, U.K. Oh, come back. I didn't mean to do that. Italian, U.K. Save options. Browser. That's time announcement function. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> that's so you had quite a lot of languages there. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize you had that many languages. Absolutely. We are. We are. We we, we want to have a, a versatile, conversant universe. Now I'm all hung up on this whole British thing. <laughs> that's great. Oh, uh, we also have a time announcement so that you can have your your. Uh, Braille since go off on the half hour or on the hour. Oh, okay. I'm skipping through some of the real little stuff now. Um, oh, but, I, but one of the things I was talking about, this isn't necessarily a firmware bit, but something we're really excited about. If you are a teacher uh, or an educator and you're always trying to find a way to get continuing education units, we are now ACVREP approved. Uh, and so we can offer you continuing education credits if we come to your city, town, hamlet, uh, and do Braille Sense training uh, or other workshops in the future. We can offer you continuing education units. So when you're coming to learn about how to use the Braille Sense or learning how to use some of the advanced features of the Braille Sense, we can offer you CEUs okay, in so return. Like for vision teachers. You bet. For, so for TVIs, we can, we can help you keep your licenses current. Okay. So I'm very excited about that's, that. That's good. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So that's um, we're, we're we're trying to do a whole lot of things like that to make us uh, 
you know, just a, a, a bigger player in the education market. It's it's where it's where my push is as national education manager. Uh, it's one of the things that I feel rather passionately about, and it's something that we need to do. We've we've had a strong voc rehab presence, and now it's time to uh, to have just as strong of a presence in education. Sure, sure. And I think you also wanted to talk about Smart Beetle a little bit. A little bit. I was just curious, though. You know, I know there have been at least a couple of things. That, well, one big thing, though, the uh, uh, with iOS, with the coming to 9.0, you you have real support for for the beetle. We do. We had sort of support for the limping beetle before uh, iOS 9. We had a nifty little workaround which we made no secret was a workaround, but we wanted to get the product out there. We have real live drivers built into iOS 9 so that, you know, as I unlock my phone, um, it'll connect to the Smart Beetle. Oh, come on. Oh, I turned voiceover off. That would, ma that would make it significantly harder for it to connect to the Smart Beetle. And you heard that little chime on the Smart Beetle so it tells you that you're connected. Uh, and so now I'm using, I've got, you know, just like any other for, any other Braille display, I've got total control of my phone with my Smart Beetle. What sets the Smart Beetle apart from other Braille displays, and the Smart Beetle, for folks who don't know, is a 14-cell Braille display. Uh, and the reason it's called Smart Beetle is that it, uh, beetles have six legs, and each leg represents a different connection that you can have simultaneously to a device. So I could have this connected to my Mac, my PC, my iPad, my iPhone, uh, my iPod Touch, and my Android device. That'd be six devices. Uh, all at the same time, and flip from one screen to the next to the next, and not have to keep unpairing and repairing. So that's where the name Smart Beetle comes from. Okay. We, we also have the ability to control the translation uh, through a keyboard emulator. Uh, and sparing some of the details here in the, the very short explanation, of it is that it allows us to write in contracted Braille on the Smart Beetle keyboard on devices that don't necessarily support it, such as Android devices. Oh, okay. With Brailleback, you can read in contracted Braille, but you couldn't write in it on the Smart Beetle. You can. Okay. okay. So that's some of the things that set the Smart Beetle apart from other Braille displays that are out there. Yeah, I I, I just got one fairly recently, and I was really I was really glad when. Uh, iOS 9.0 came out because, and I didn't, I didn't even think about it when we were do, using the BrailleSense driver. That <laughs> oh, there there is a reason why sometimes you get a you get a, a line where there's only one letter on it because it thinks you're actually using an 18 cell display instead of a 14 cell. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> I didn't think about that, and somebody mentioned that in a podcast on uh, on um, Apple Viz and I'm like oh duh okay <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, yeah we were, we were thrilled to have our actual drivers come out the problem with Apple is that you never know when they're going to release your drivers and so if you wait mm -hmm. until your drivers are included it might be iOS 94 right 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 well at least they're out there now and it's looking good um and uh, I've 
you know, I, I guess I've been a little more brave and daring than some people with the Force 14 cell display. I haven't read any books, but I have done things like reading Access World and that kind of thing with it. So. I'm right there with you. I've, I've read X, I've read things like Access World. I've read emails. I don't think I would read yeah. a book. I read a book one time on a bookworm, which was an eight-cell Braille display, and uh, swore uh, off uh, small Braille displays for books after that. Uh, 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 I still have uh, a couple of bookworms if anyone's desperate for one out there. Um. <laughs> you got to be real desperate. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, you know, the ultimate in desperate is... If you if you got got that cable that can convert you from serial to USB, so you can use your Braille Mate with one cell to read a book. Oh, that'd be awesome! Yes, war <laughs> war and peace on the Braille Mate. Yes. Sign me up, not. <laughs> <laughs> and for those people that don't understand what we're talking about, about back in the early 1990s. Um, one of the first note takers that came out after the Braille and speak was something called BrailleMate. And it had speech, but then it also had one Braille cell. And that was uh, quite a phenomenon. <laughs> it, was, it, it was outstanding. Uh, the idea behind it, if people are out there wondering why in the heck would you want one Braille cell, was synthetic speech was bad enough at that point that sometimes you didn't know if you were look if if you were going letter by letter if you were listening to a V B D T Z E P etc right. F yeah. S and you would you would, so you could look at it on the braille display and it would it would it would take out a lot of the guesswork out of your really bad synthetic speech and the other thing you could do with it you could actually set it to scroll yeah so so that you could set it once you got the speed set just the way you want it it really wasn't too bad as long as you wasn't reading something real long. Yeah. But um, I'll take my Braille sense. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. That's, uh, yeah, instead of 32 Braille mates lined up. Uh, yeah, that, that would not be very fun. No. <laughs> so, so um, again, to... To, to kind of review, so you can use it on the, the BrailleSense Plus and on the U2 and the Sense on Hand and... U2 Mini, absolutely. U2 Mini, okay. Uh, just about everything but the Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the Classic, we can't help you there. We offer some attractive trade-in policies. Um, um, well, um, I, I'm ready to send my Classic in for a trade-in because... Uh, after I don't know how many years, but um, I think that my classic is close. Well, it's over ten years old, uh, and, and it finally it finally decided it had had enough about two months ago. It hung on there pretty good. So I can't complain. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Tickers that last that many years. That, that's pretty wild. That is. Yeah. Well, David, I want to thank you for coming on Main Menu and talking about the Braille Sense and, and the new the a new update to the, the um, Braille Sense note takers. And um, there are quite a lot of new and pretty exciting stuff going on there. 
and we're not done for the year. We've got some other new product stuff happening. We'll have some, some neat stuff happening with the Blaze EZ and ET. We've got some neat things happening with the eBot. Um, we're not done for the year, so stay tuned. Well, we certainly will do that. Believe me. And we, we might have to have Mr. Wilkinson back and talk about that. I'm always happy to be here. Uh, so... So you are still selling both the EZ and the ET. I wasn't sure yes. you were still selling the EZ. Yes, we still we have the EZ. Um, I, 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 I will say that the, the interest in the EZ has waned when the ET came out, but we do have some market segments that still prefer the EZ, and it is, very, it is a very active part of our product line. Okay, all right. And my understanding is the book sense is... Um, Discontinued. Is that correct? We 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 that that is correct. That is correct. We don't have any more. We're out of them. It served us well, but we've gone as far as we can go with it. Oh. And you know, and now with the easy and the ET with that camera, uh, we're able to do a ton of stuff. Like we've got the color reader built in now. Um, so we're we're starting to really expand upon things that we can do with that camera and move the digital book reader to the next to the next level. Now. If I understood right, um, the um, ET, I'm not but sure that you're doing it in the EZ, but in the ET, didn't you also add a, a bit of a note-taking capability? There is a, I'll go as far as I can go down these lines um, without people getting cranky with me. There is, there is a memo feature of the ET. Um, That's what I was talking That memo about. feature, at the moment, you have to use the numeric keypad to enter data into. We will be adding Bluetooth keyboard support soon with some other really neat stuff to follow. Okay, because, uh, and, and, and the one reason I, I, I knew a little bit about that was I, I, I got to play with that, with that memo taker on my braille sense, my book sense, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. For, for for a little bit, and then found out. Oh well, what they really meant that what they were really having us look at was well, this is what's going to be on the ET. Right, right. It is on the ET, and on the ET you can also uh, move files, rename files. So you've got a little bit of file management capabilities. Um, so it it you know it's got it's just got a little bit more power, a little bit a little bit more oomph. Mm -hmm than the easy okay okay all right well thanks again thank you and, uh, and unless there was something else you wanted to cover why uh thanks for for uh, stopping by and telling us about the all of the latest and greatest from hymns and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon with more news about what's going on in hymns Hey, look for look for me on the road. We're going to be all kinds of places between now and the end of the year. We'll be at CNIB. I'll be at New York AER. Um, I'll be at Florida AER this Friday. Um, I don't know where all the rest of the hymns folks are. We've, we, we try to keep folks posted on our website with events that you can look at us for. Check us out on the web at hymns-inc.com or give us a call at 888-520-4467. And as always, David, it's been a pleasure. Hello, my name is Peter Tusick, and I'm an assistive technology specialist here at the Chicago Lighthouse. Today we are going to be looking at the Humanware Trekker Breeze Plus. 
The Trekker Breeze Plus is a GPS system that is designed for someone who is blind or visually impaired. It is about the size of a cell phone and it will give void, uh, voice guided directions to someone as they walk through a route or uh, it can be used to explore point, nearby points of interest as well as providing information on the types of intersections that may be coming up in addition to street names and uh, one is also able to work in open areas so if a blind person is on a college campus or in a park where there are no streets uh, one can leave Street View and actually work in an open area zone where instead of receiving guided directions to points of interest one can set a landmark and be guided to it using clock face directions. So what we're going to do is actually take you outside and we're going to walk down Roosevelt Road in front of the Chicago Lighthouse and we're going to see how one is able to hear not only the information about where they're walking or you know what street they're on but also what's coming up and briefly demonstrate how one can you know actually see points of interest that are around them. So now we're outside the lighthouse and we're going to walk we're actually on Walcott Street and we're going to walk heading south and we're going to hear what the trekker says and we're also going to hear that as we come up to our next intersection the type of intersection and also what way you're heading. So I'm going to start walking north and it's going to tell me where I am. So as I as I walk, I'm going to press the where am I key, which is the big round key located on the front of the device. On South Walcott Avenue. And it's going to tell me I'm on South Walcott Avenue, but I'm going to press the where am I key. South, near 1124 South Walcott Avenue. Next, intersection in 196 feet, three-way South Walcott Avenue, crossing West Roosevelt Road. So as we can hear, it told us that we were on South Walcott Avenue, we're heading south, and in 100 feet, we're going to be hitting a three-way intersection with Roosevelt Road. Now, if it will also tell me if I have a landmark set. I can also have it you know, announce any nearby points of interest. South Lincoln Avenue crossing West Roosevelt Road. So right here, it's telling me that I'm almost at this intersection with Roosevelt Road. And I can hear those cars, so I know right away that, okay, this street coming up is going to be Roosevelt. If I press the where am I again? Heading south. It's going to give me the address, and then, so basically it's telling me I'm right on that intersection with, with Roosevelt Road. Now that we have seen what we can do outside with the GPS in terms of finding out what street we're on and hearing what intersections are coming up and what types of intersections, we're going to find out one more feature that I find very neat. So when we are indoors now, we can actually explore points of interest that are around us. We could do this outside as well. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to press and hold my where am I uh, button, which is the big button on the very top front, the big circular button. I'm going to press and hold. What's around? And now it's going to t ask, say what's around. Extended so search. I'm able to, this is where I can search for items that are around me. So it has an extended search. I'm going to press select. Select a category. Now this is where Eleven I'm items. able to select a Landmark. category. The first category is landmarks, so that would be something that I designate as a landmark, whether it be my home, um, in this case maybe the Chicago Lighthouse, uh, maybe a certain ramp or staircase that I, I want to make note of as I travel. Um, you could get very specific with, you know, with your uh, directions and, and landmarks. So let's say I don't want to do that and I want to actually find something around me, so I'm going to actually look at my categories. So I have transportation. Food, banking, banking 
health, and you kind of get the idea. As I Shopping. scroll through, I can look at all of these different categories for what, what I want to search for around me. So I'm going to go back to food, Banking. and I'm going to press food. our select key. Searching. And it's going to search for everything around me. Now, when it comes up with the list, it's actually going to have the name of the, the business, um, and it's also going to tell me what side of the street it's on, how far it is, and its exact address. So we'll see the first thing that comes up. Subway. Restaurant. And it's going to say Subway Restaurant. West Roosevelt Road. On your right. 0 0.2 miles. So right away, it told no me GPS it's coverage. going to be, uh, it gives me the address. It tells me it's going to be on my right as I walk toward it, uh, to the west. And then it's going to also give me the distance, so 0.2 miles. Now, if I want to walk there, I could press conf the confirm key, and I could either have vehicle or you know pedestrian directions to get there as well as I, I don't have to necessarily walk there to get the directions, I can virtually explore that route uh, to any destination that I set. So I can either walk it in real time and have it guide me, giving me turn-by-turn -turn directions uh, as I walk, or I can actually explore it from my chair. This has been a demonstration of the Trekker Breeze Plus made by Humanware. The Trekker Breeze Plus sells for $7.99 if you are an existing, if you already have a Trekker Breeze, you do not need to purchase a new unit. You can upgrade from the Trekker Breeze to the Trekker Breeze Plus for $199. So you basically get a brand new unit for basically $500, uh, $600 off of that list price. Um, if you would like more information, you can feel free to give me a call at 888-825-0080, or you can always visit our website at chicagolighthouse.org and click on shop online. Thank you so much. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Thank you for stopping by today for Main Menu. We are glad that you were with us today and hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to having you back with us again here next week on Main Menu for Dan Clark and his review of the new features in JAWS 17. You have a great week and we'll see you next week here on Main Menu.